I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 112, episode 112, and we're finally talking a little Pokemon Emerald for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, Pokemon Emerald squeaked out a win in our Patreon poll last month, and after several weeks of grinding, riding my bike through tall grass, enslaving small animals and making them fight each other, and navigating an ungodly amount of water, I have finally got a Pokemon Emerald episode locked, loaded, and ready for you guys today. My guest is my pal Miklos. He's back on the show this week. He's a Pokemon super fan, and quite frankly, when we did the Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow episode way back in the early days of the show, Mick had some criticisms and some points and some, he's, he's one of the, I get it. If someone did a Super Mario World podcast and they weren't completely accurate, it would bother me. So I understand. So this time I invited Mick on the show. I figured he can clean up any of the messes that I make. Plus, if we get any criticism from the Pokemon super fan community out there, instead of taking the bullets myself, I can hide behind Mick and let him absorb all of the shrapnel. That'll eventually come at us. Uh, we also, we had a couple of drop phone calls. It was a, like Angry Adam made a fucking cameo. Not really during the show, 
but off camera because I couldn't get the goddamn phone to work to record the podcast. But we did finally get there. I've had to do a little bit of editing. There's a couple of small spots where we had to drop a, you know, jump drop calls. You guys understand it's 2020, right? We're not allowed to hang out with each other. We're not allowed to do anything. COVID is wreaking havoc. The world is crumbling. You guys get how it all fucking works. Uh, but we got we got there. We fucking. I think it's a pretty good episode. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. So we are gonna get into the Pokemans and all that good stuff in just a few minutes. First. You get to sit through our fabled Remember the Game intro. Um, The new era of Remember the Game Industries is up and running, and so far, so damned good. The feedback on our gaming news show game patch has been really positive. Uh, So it debuted on Friday for Patreons, and it hit the live feed on Monday. Thank you to everyone that has reached out over the last week and listened to the show. And if you're interested and haven't heard it yet, the first episode is available right now on the Remember the Game feed. The exact same feed that you downloaded this episode that you're listening to right now, you can also find the first episode of Game Patch. Now that said, future episodes will be on the other, it'll be on its own feed. And uh, I have got the word from Apple that we're on uh, Apple Podcasts now, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher. It's such a fucking pain in the ass to get your podcast uploaded to all these services. But once you go through it once, then it's there. So start looking for it. Game patch. You can't miss it. I mean, maybe you can because we're probably pretty low on the charts right now. But please go out of your way to find it. I've posted links to it on our social media as well. And I will continue to do so. So you can find them on Twitter and Facebook and stuff there. If you want to subscribe, subscribe. And then never miss an episode. Um, Which would be really, really nice. I would really appreciate it if you kept uh, listening. All you got to do is hit that little subscribe button. It's free. And then you get another hour of my profanity-laced gaming opinions uh, with a little bit of actual news sprinkled in every single week. And if you don't want to go looking for it and you don't want to subscribe and you don't want to wait until Monday for it, support us on Patreon. And you'll get it every Friday morning just right there under your phone or your iPad or your computer or fucking whatever. Just a sneaky little Friday morning present. Just like our most recent Patreon supporters, Nathan Tremblay and Mark Jones did. Uh, Mark, you snuck in about 20 minutes before I recorded this. So thank you very much. For the support, I, uh, both of you guys, I really, really appreciate it. It's only $2 a month, you guys. You get early access to Game Patch. We get it every Friday. You'll also get access to our Patreon-exclusive So Expansion Pass every Sunday. Plus, you can submit comments to be read on the show and so much more. Uh, last Sunday's Expansion Pass episode was which four gaming characters should be on gaming's Mount Rushmore, which was a really fun conversation, and everyone had different mountains, and it was awesome. And uh, this Sunday's episode will be our monthly Q&A episode. So that's where our Patreons can ask anything they want. And I answer every single question that comes in. It's a lot of fun. So if you're a Patreon and you want to ask me something, don't hesitate. Fucking get them in there. I answer all of them on that show. So that'll go live this Sunday. So patreon.com slash remember the game. It's only two bucks, you guys. I have tried to make it as affordable as I possibly can. These shows wouldn't be possible without all your support. So thank you all so much. And if you think your two bucks doesn't matter or Adam won't notice it or it's just $2, it fucking really adds up. And with all the work I'm putting into this project and trying to grow Remember the Game now, it is needed more than ever. So please consider it if you support what I do. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. There's more information there. There's your plug. And quickly, actually, while I'm shamelessly self-promoting myself and plugging, uh, our Twitch channel is flying. We've got like over 70 followers and we've only had like three real good quality streams. I think I have all the kinks worked out now. Everything seems to be working. Massive thank you to all of you that have reached out and tried to help me figure out this fucking technology, in particular my pal Tim, 
from uh, Eastern Canada who really came through in a pinch the other day on the stream and got it all working for me. The webcam is working, so my ugly face is on there. And I'll be streaming four or five times a week now. And it's just me streaming games, retro games, current games, just chatting with whoever wants to come by and say hi. I actually spend more time chatting with the people in the chat than I do focusing on my game because I just love interacting uh, with our audience and with the community here. So my schedule for the week is up on social media. My plan moving forward right now is to stream on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. That's just the schedule that works for me. I obviously can't lock those times in on a weekly basis because occasionally my comedy schedule and stuff is going to throw shit for a loop. But my plan right now is I'll be on there Tuesday and Sunday evenings and Wednesday and Friday afternoons. So you can find all of our stream times. Uh, if you just go there, if you go to twitch.tv, uh, so just Twitch and then look for member the game, not remember member the game. Uh, the schedule is there. If you follow us, it's free. Then it'll tell you every time I log on and you come on, see what I'm playing, chat with me. You can have it on in the background, whatever you want. I love chatting with people on there. So I'd really appreciate it if you came by and said, hi. Uh, and that is where remember the game industries is. There's all my goddamn plugs. Uh, the show is going up and at them, uh, every week right now. It's just crazy. It just seems like every week we have a few more downloads and a few new, uh, members of the community, a few new listeners. So welcome. You are all welcome here. Unless you're one of those Google stadia freaks, then I maybe got to think twice about it. Uh, and I appreciate all of you going up and at with me. It's really fucking cool. I'm excited. Let's get into the show this week. And, uh, I like to start with a few comments and questions from our Patreons. This is our blowing in the cartridge segment. So, uh, and if you're on, listen, if you're on Patreon, start commenting, dude, if you want to say something, if you want to weigh in on anything and everything, I see all of them. I read every single one. I try to get as many in on the show as I can. Uh, so if you're on there, start commenting and I promise I will get you on the show sooner than later. I can't read all of them every week, but I try to rotate in and out who I'm reading so that everyone gets a fair shot and get some time on the show. So get in there. Um, oh yeah. And quickly, sorry, before we get in, just my girlfriend listened to game patch episode one, even though she's not a gamer or anything, she just listened cause she's trying to support me. And, uh, and I've mentioned it before, but she's fucking awesome at reviewing the stuff I do and then providing me with constructive criticism. And I don't mean that to make her sound like a terrible person or like she's nagging me, you know, or anything like that. Like it's like, she watches my comedy videos and does it. She listens to some of my podcasts and does it. She listens, watches some of my videos and does it. I can't stress enough. If you've got someone in your life that'll do that and you create anything, if you're any form of an artist or a creator, whatever, that is so fucking invaluable constructive criticism you don't have to take every piece of advice they give you but just listen to everything they say and then decide because they're going to catch things that you don't catch and it only hurts if you let your ego get in the way otherwise all they're trying to do is help you and one thing she pointed out i have a point with this one thing she pointed out is that it can be very hard to differentiate from when i'm reading uh, a listener's comments and then when i start commenting on it myself because i just get going in and out of them so fast, uh, which completely makes sense to me. And she's fucking right. So I'm really going to try to just finish reading your comment before I respond to it moving forward and tell you like, thank you very much for your comment. And then go into my comments about it. I do the same thing when I'm on stage doing comedy, like, cause I do a lot of crowd work and dealing with the crowd and improv and stuff like that. And, uh, I'm so brutal for being like in the middle of a joke and then somebody says or coughs or does something and it just distracts me and I go to that and then I forget to go back to the joke that I was on and instead I end up with two half-finished 
jokes. Like it's, I don't know if I've got like ADD or if I've just, I don't think I do. Like, cause I think that's a serious, legitimate condition. And I think that I just, uh, am kind of dumb, but either way. So I'm going to try my absolute best to get through your comments before I talk about them, because I think it's great advice. And I think involving our community and involving your thoughts and your comments, uh, in the, improve the show and try to make this better. And that's what I want to do. I want to get better at it. So with all that said, Let's blow in the cartridge. Uh, fuck, I love the name of that. And uh, and our first blower this week is James Clark. And James Clark wrote in on Patreon, and James said, Have you seen or heard of the Netflix show High Score? It is a documentary on the history of video games. If you're looking for material for the show, you could have a limited series kind of segment where you watch an episode a week and talk about it. Just a thought. It's pretty rad, some of the stuff they talk about that I didn't even know about. Check it out, brother. Uh, thanks, James. You know what? You are A few of you have brought up high score and when i say a few i mean a lot of you and i'm not like it's i'm not criticizing thank you uh i've had messages on twitter instagram facebook on the patreon people have brought up high score just friends of mine mark McHugh actually was one of the first person to bring it to my attention and say hey you should watch this my girlfriend and i are actually watching it on netflix right now we're four episodes in we should probably finish it later this week um i'm actually thinking about reviewing the entire series just on an episode of game pass or of expansion pass i don't know if I could do like an individual episode on each one, but I think I may just like concentrate an episode of expansion pass on the series. Um, I'll see when I'm done, done the series and see if I think there's enough meat on the bone to justify a full episode of it. But, uh, but I have to say I'm enjoying the fuck out of it. Like enjoying the fuck out of it. My girlfriend isn't a big gamer and she actually is really finding it interesting too. She grew up with an NES. She knows all about gaming back then and stuff like that. Uh, so if you like retro games and if you, if you're listening to this and you don't, you're a fucking weirdo. Um, I cannot recommend watching high score on Netflix enough. It is absolutely fascinating. I'm learning stuff that I didn't know. It's all about the history of gaming and it goes back to the early days of like space invaders and Pac-Man and stuff. And, uh, yeah, highly recommended. Very well done. Really, really enjoying it. I hope we get like another season of it because it's been really fascinating. Um, so yeah, thanks James. Fucking yeah. Good start. Good start. Good blow. Uh, our next blower is OG big Titus. And, uh, let's see what old Sega loving big Titus has to say. He said, uh, I'm just wondering if you have seen any of the retro consoles that analog has been making. I tried to sign up for one of their pocket consoles coming next year that is going to be a Game Boy remastering, but apparently they sold out in like 10 minutes. Have you ever looked at any of the third-party consoles, and are they cheating in that they'll never be the real thing? Thank you, Big Titus. Uh, that's, I did see that. I did see the pocket, uh, the pocket edition thingy that analog. I hope that's how you say it, analog. It's, it's, you can see it at all their website. It's A-N-A-L-O-G-U-E. Uh, I don't know if that's how you spell analog. Isn't analog A-N-A-L-O-G? Anyway, so yeah, you can find them all there, A-N-A-L-O-G-U-E.com. Um, I did see that pocket one. Actually, that's the only one I have seen of theirs. But if you haven't seen this thing, fucking look it up. It's pretty dope. It's like a super slick Game Boy clone. Uh, but it plays Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket Games, pretty well everything handheld from that era it works with all the original cables and stuff like that too uh doesn't take double a batteries i don't think i didn't see any i think it just charges on a charging stand it's got like a really slick looking lcd screen which is really bright colorful backlit like it's a great looking piece of hardware it looks fucking like i i have such 
a fucking soft spot for the original Game Boy, that giant gray fucking brick of that that it was. We all did. Everyone that grew up with one of those things loves that thing. But I gotta say, this thing looks fucking dope. Like it, it looks like it looks like it's like an artist, like a you know, like like one of those like real hipster fucking artists that you see, like you know what I mean, like like one of the like like um. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Do you remember they had the two neighbors for anyone that hasn't seen that movie? And they've got like the stereo synthesizer and like the really modern looking house. And the guy's got like the ponytail. And like it looks like like it looks like if they designed a Game Boy. But it looks it looks so fucking cool. And the fact that it plays on all those different systems is really really rad. Uh, but like Titus mentioned, this thing went up for pre order and it was like it was fucking gone. Um, but that's it, like, there's going to be more, they're a business. They're going to make more selling out of pre-orders and having people ask if there's going to be more is about as good as it gets for a company. Look at Nintendo with that fucking NES classic. They're going to make more of this thing. I promise that. Um, but I like it. I fucking like it a lot. And honestly, I think I would certainly consider buying one if I collected those old carts. Cause I just think it'd be a more convenient, uh, frankly, more enjoyable way to play all of them. Um, and Titus asked if it's cheating. I don't think so. I don't think any of those multi-console or yeah, those multi-console new system thingies that they're, you know, you can get like the retrons that can play like Sega, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, stuff like that. I don't feel like any of them are cheating. Uh, if it improves your experience, uh, then salut, fucking go get it, do it. I don't, you know, I don't, doesn't affect me at all. The only thing I will say, and I don't think it's cheating, but um, if you're a collector, maybe you're you prefer to play those games on their original hardware maybe that's just part of the charm of collecting you know because i will say that like when i had my game collection particularly even once i sold most of my gaming collection i kept my super nintendo collection and uh when i when i had my super nintendo collection there was like new ways to play them there was like a handheld super nintendo that had come out and stuff like that i i was that guy that just had that i wanted to play it on the original hardware but that's just me. But clearly not everybody thinks that way because this thing fucking sold out fast. And I think that playing Game Boy games on an original Game Boy is a lot more inconvenient than playing Super Nintendo games on an original Super Nintendo, right? And I'm not, I love the Game Boy, but it's that fucking green and black screen with four double A's. You gotta be sitting in the right light to see it. So this thing looks pretty rad. Like this, I think these things are great. Um, I just think if, like, if you're any company, if you're gonna release a modern version of a classic console or something like this thing, just make sure you're giving people a reason to buy it. Give them the quality of life improvement and stuff like that. And I absolutely think this thing does. I think it's going to review through the roof. I think that they're going to sell a lot of them. And I think it looks really fucking cool. So check it out, analog.com or whatever it is. Just Google Analog Pocket. You'll find it. Um, thanks, Titus. Good good blow. Good blow. Uh, the next cartridge being blown belongs to, uh, blown in. Uh, or blown, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to judge you. Do you, whatever you want to do with your cartridges. Belongs to uh, Evan Refuse. And Evan says, uh, I was talking with a friend about the social commentary of Bioshock this week and how gaming is finally starting to be accepted as an art form. And even though we appreciate a work of art in the context of its own time period, people don't often do that for video games. But that's changing as well. Also that art really uh, also that art has really changed and got weird once it got past the concept of trying to look as real as possible. With that dataism, I, I honestly don't, I'm so stupid. I don't know what that is. Uh, surrealism, I know what that is. Uh, and we'll probably see something similar in games soon. Um, I gotta say, Evan, that might be the fucking smartest comment, no offense to the rest of you guys, that I've ever read. Like, that feels like that, that, in- I was like half tempted to not put that in the show because I read it. I was like, that intimidates me because there is no 
earthly possibility that I answer this thing and not look stupid because that's just a deep thought filled, uh, blow of a cartridge that's too smart of comment to be read in a segment called blowing in the cartridge you know what i'm like fuck me um but having said that i do agree i do agree games are starting to finally be respected and looked at as legitimate art and i think that's fantastic because they are legitimate art like if a movie is considered art and if music is considered art which they both are um, then games should absolutely be considered art as well i should stand up comedy but that's a whole different fight for a whole different day um, I won't even get into that fucking anthill, but, uh, but we talked about this on game patch last week, Nintendo ran an indie showcase a couple weeks ago and seeing like some of the creative concepts and the art styles in, in these games was, was really inspiring to me. I really, that's my favorite thing about the indie showcases is just seeing the creative juices flowing out of some of these developers heads. Uh, and I love big triple a realistic looking, uh, dataism. I don't know what the fuck that means. I should have looked it up. Uh, but I do. I love big, realistic-looking games as much as the next nerd. Um, but I have just such an appreciation and a soft spot for developers that try to do something different. And and that in that Nintendo Indie Showcase from a couple weeks ago, or last week, or whatever the fuck it was, one of the most praised games in that showcase was Raji, an ancient epic, which is a game set in ancient India. It leans heavy into like Hindu mythology. Uh, I think it looks almost like a painting in a way like the way the art style of it it doesn't look like an action movie or anything but people seem to really adore it and what it's doing that's fucking art and i love it like i love it there will always be a place for those triple a realistic games but the hobby is just better with developers trying new things and thinking outside of the box and letting their creative energy really just get expressed like that's how they express themselves I, admittedly i express myself on stage with stand-up and i express myself on this podcast like, this is just what I want to put out into the world. And these game developers are no different than someone that paints or someone that draws, someone that, that creates music, someone that creates videos. Like, we all just want to put what's in our brain out into the world. And that's what art is. And I, it doesn't matter how you do it. That's art. And I think it's really cool that games are finally being considered the art that they fucking are because they're absolutely art. Works of art, some of them. Not Echo, but most of those games. Um Great, great email, Evan. Fucking just use dumber words next time for my sake. Uh, but great, great stuff. And then finally, talking about flexing your creative muscles, our last blow of the week is going to be our... Oh, fuck, I, I screwed that up. Our last blow of the week is going to be our letter of the week. So with all that said, that's what I was trying to do. It's letter time. It's letter time. And this week's letter comes in from Daniel. And it wasn't actually a letter. But uh, Daniel says... So due to a multitude of drunken mishaps, you have been put in charge of Nintendo's newest project, Super Smash Rush, a Smash Bros-style beat-em-up game featuring crossovers of Nintendo characters. Who are the four to six playable characters you choose, each character's special attacks, and the various level bosses? Have a good one, buddy, and game on from Daniel. I love the game on signature. Fucking writes Daniel. Well done. Uh, and thank you for writing this in. I got excited when I read this. I love fucking fantasy creating my own games that i don't know how to actually make it all uh so i envision this thing being like a streets of rage turtles in time what have you beat em up style game uh with four to six playable nintendo characters hmm? so first of all i would just like to say i would play the fuck out of this if this game came out even if they called it super smash rush i think that's i would play the fuck out of this but that said the first i mean mario's got to be a playable character and other than jumping uh on people i want him to be able to do stuff like i would love to be able to see him swing his raccoon tail 
give him the raccoon tail back and he just like maybe he doesn't have it all the time but he can always just turn and spin and swing that tail and then um i don't want him to have the hammer that he has in like paper mario and stuff i never understood why they gave mario a hammer uh you know what i think would be a cool fighting move for him in a beat-em-up is if he could grab enemies and twirl around and throw them like Mario 64, that twirl and throw we do with Bowser, but maybe incorporate it like the Turtles in Time thing where the Turtles could grab the foot soldiers and whip them at the camera. That'd be fucking sick. So Mario, that'd be his moves. Link would obviously be in it. He's got his sword. But I wouldn't give him a bunch of his other gear, like his bow and arrow and things like that. I would just stick to mostly his melee stuff, like various attacks with his sword. He would have things like he could charge up and do that twirl attack that he does and give him that pogo stick attack from Zelda 2. I think that'd be fucking pretty rad too. Uh, Donkey Kong would be in it. He'd be the tank. He'd be like the Incredible Hulk. Everything he does is just a combination of punches and throws. Um, but you know what I think would be really neat? And I don't feel like they do a lot of this with Donkey Kong. It'd be cool if he could grab enemies with his feet. Because monkey feet are like monkey hands. So <laughs> there's a case in point of how stupid I, I sound sometimes. Monkey feet are like monkey hands. But they are. Their, hand, their feet are just like their hands. So like it'd be cool if he could like stand on one foot grab an enemy with his foot and then use both hands and just like speed bag is that'd be fucking awesome so and then he could throw enemies around and stuff like that uh i would have samus in it for sure because she's awesome i think shooting could kind of be kind of a cheap thing in a beat-em-up game so maybe she can shoot but like the the energy bellets only go like a few inches they don't go all the way across the screen uh, and then I'd give her stuff like her grappling hook and her ability to morph into the ball, like the ball morph and drop the little bombs and stuff like that. Uh, I would put Pikachu in. Uh, Pikachu would be like the fast character. Maybe all of his attacks are focused around like quickly maneuvering around and he like just zaps enemies that get near him. Maybe he can leave like, like electrical puddles on the floor. So he's like the weakest character, but the fastest character. And then my number six, I had to think about this because like my gut says Kirby. But I don't think Kirby translates well into a game like this. So I'm going to, maybe it's not a popular pick because I know there's, you know, there's, there's Captain Falco, there's Star Fox, there's stuff like that's out there. Um, Captain Falcon, pardon me. But uh, my, my last character is Inkling from Splatoon. Um, Cause Nintendo, like I, I know it doesn't get included in like those, like with the Mario's and the Donkey Kong's and the Zelda's and stuff, but like Nintendo clearly sees Splatoon as a regular franchise. I think that we're going to keep getting Splatoon games moving forward. I love them. Uh, and I think Splatoon, the Splatoon Inkling would be such a fun character in a beat-em-up because you could give them moves like the paintbrush, the roller, they drop ink bombs, maybe they could hide in ink puddles, that'd be like their defense mechanism. I think that'd be really rad. And then it would also steal an idea from Streets of Rage 4 and make it possible to unlock like retro-looking versions of each character so they still play in this modern-looking game, but they look like maybe they're like 16-bit counterparts. Um that's a fucking god that'd be a fun game man and then as far as the villains go i would have all the villains teaming up you know what i mean just like they do like in marvel ultimate alliance where all the bad guys team up so there'd be like you'd be fighting bowser ganon ridley wario and waluigi king k rule um but then i would throw in a twist and make the final boss like someone you don't see coming someone that like united all of them and i was thinking about that i was like i think my final boss would either be mr game and watch or rob the robot because they would just be mad that they've been like left behind and forgotten about in Nintendo lore. And they'd be like, without us, none of these characters would exist. You know what I mean? Something like that. Um, I would play the fuck out of that game. That sounds so much fun. Uh, so great blow, Daniel. Great fucking blow. That's enough blowing for the week. And thank you, everybody. I know I didn't read all your comments, but keep them coming. And I'll sort through a few different ones next week. So keep it up.
Really appreciate it. Let's get into play one, erase one, make or play one, erase one, remake one. Uh, this has become the most popular new segment on the show. Like the comments I get on this is absolutely insane. Way more than I could fucking read. If you don't know, every week I give you three retro games. You can play one just the way it was released. You can remake one as a modern current gen game. And the third game is just erased forever. And that becomes very tricky because it's like, well, if you erase one of these games, do any of its future games still exist? And that's, it's all, there's no rules. That's all just up for debate. Uh, and this week's three games are from the N64. And there's GoldenEye 007, which ironically had its birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, GoldenEye. GoldenEye 007, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, and Mario Kart 64. And again, I can't stress how many replies I got this week. Uh, I'm going to share a bunch of them. Uh, I'm going to try to speedball through them because I got a ton. And then I'll tell you what the right answer is. Um, It's three iconic beloved titles. There's no wrong answers, but there is one right one. So which one would you play? Which one would you remake? And which one would you throw off a cliff like so, so many poor baby penguins? uh, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT wrote in and said, play Zelda, remake Mario Kart, erase Goldeneye. And I like this because there's no reasoning. Just fucking ice cold. Jeff has just, he's got to break a game's heart and he just rips the bandaid off, lights the smoke and walks away. I respect the way you just called your shot and fucking walked away, Jeff. Uh, Miles Bring Back Retro wrote in and said, so difficult. Ocarina of Time for playing, GoldenEye for remake into the GoldenEye X mod, which mixes it with Perfect Dark. Is that a real, sorry, now I'm talking. Is that a real thing? Because if that is, that's fucking sick. Uh, And then Miles said, and I never thought I'd ever say this, but... Erase Mario Kart. Sad emoji. Uh, So Miles makes Goldeneye into a modern shooter. Miles leaves Ocarina of Time as it is and erases the legendary Mario Kart. And yes, it's hard, but that's the point. That's the point. It does seem blasphemous to eliminate a Mario Kart game, but I get your logic. You showed your work. Uh, Boy, we got... Fuck, there's a lot of these. Jeffrey Mathis wrote in. Jeffrey said, I'd play Mario Kart because it's still perfect. I'd remake Zelda. New controls and mechanics would be fun with that game. And I'd erase Goldeneye because you always have Perfect Dark if you want to play a Nintendo 64 shooter. So Jeffrey's completely different, right? Like, and that's what the cool thing about this is like, there's a, how many combinations is there? Three times, two times, one. So there's only six different combos you could do, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, wait, three times, three times. God, I'm dumb. Maybe Nine? Three times, three times. Anyway, so there's only so many combinations uh, and everyone keeps coming up with different ones. So Jeffries is completely different. He would play Mario Kart, remake Zelda, and eliminate Goldeneye because we have Perfect Dark, which is a very good argument, although it goes back to that grandfather clause. Does Perfect Dark exist without Goldeneye? Hmm. And so that's what makes it so hard to me is when you think about that part. Although I could honestly live without Perfect Dark as well. But anyway, I like Perfect Dark, but I'm just, anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, Dan T wrote in, quick shout out, Dan T is a member of um, Vertical Noise, who is the band that provided our theme song for Game Patch, so check them out. Dan T said, no contest on a race, Mario Kart 64 has to go. It's been surpassed in every possible way by future Mario Kart entries, and with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe being the 10 out of 10 masterpiece that it is, I don't see any reason to go back and play any of the previous titles outside of Nostalgia. As far as the other two, Goldeneye has already been remade on the Wii, but I don't think the original has aged particularly well, whereas Ocarina is still amazing to this day, especially the 3DS update. But the fanboy in me can't help but get excited at the prospect of Ocarina remake with Breath of the Wild graphics and quality of life improvements that will come with it, so I will slog through a session of old school Goldeneye to get my dirty hands on a remake of Zelda. So that's another different answer by Dan. Um... I love Mario Kart 64, but I can get behind Dan's logic that 
everything it did has been done better. But again, does the other card games exist without 64? You could argue that about any of these things, stuff like that. And I will say, even though I'm not the world's biggest Ocarina of Time fan, uh, Ocarina of Time is a Breath of the Wild style game. Gets me a little hot. Like, that's fucking sexy. That would be pretty rad. Um, Andre wrote in and said... Excuse me. Andre wrote in and said, uh, I'll start by saying I never owned a Nintendo 64 as a kid. I just rented one and played it at my friends' houses. Uh, I just have to say, Andre, that makes your opinion slightly less valid, and we all feel terrible for you. But you still, you can still play. That's fine. You can still play. So Andre says he would keep Mario Kart 64. That game was perfect just the way it was. It gave me so many hours of enjoyment at sleepovers, and it still does when me and your brother have old school gaming days. Andre knows my little brother. Uh, Andre would remake GoldenEye, take this game and modernize it. That would be a great shooter. And I'm a guy that doesn't even care for shooters. And then I would erase Ocarina of Time. The game is all right, but I don't have the nostalgia for it. Never really played it that much, so I won't miss it when it's gone. Uh, again, three different answers from Andre. I will say, uh, I like the idea of like, he had no attachment to Ocarina of Time. So fuck it. Fair enough. There's nothing wrong with that. Just no, I don't care for that. So call your shot. It's, I don't like you. Get the fuck out of here. Um, oh, there's a lot of these. Uh, so T word wrote in and said, really hard one, uh, with a heavy heart, I would delete Mario Kart 64. The whole reason being that the other two mean more to me. I'd play Ocarina of time, amazing game. And it plunged many weekends into it as a kid. And I'd remake Goldeneye. It was my first shooter. It blew my mind and it needs a remake to fully experience the game properly was very blocky in places with graphical limitations, holding it back. Uh, thank you T word, uh, for writing in. And I do agree. Goldeneye, like, I loved it back in the day, too. It is not aged gracefully. Even by Nintendo 64 aging standards, that is a fucking ugly game in 2020. So Andre jumped Zelda because he wasn't attached to it, and T-Word did the same with Mario Kart. And I'm on board with that. Someone in one of these three games has to die, so it might as well be the one that didn't play with you as a kid. I totally get where you two are coming from. And then just, I'm going to bomb through a bunch of these and then share my thoughts because a ton of you had the same answer. There was, was more of the same answer than I saw last week. Um, Leon Napskog. Wow, this is like killing one of your best childhood friends. Remaking Ocarina of Time is an easy pick with modern graphics controls and an orchestrated soundtrack. That game will be as amazing as we all remember it. The other two is a lot harder. Um, I think I would have some friends over for a drunken night of Mario Kart 64 and delete Goldeneye. Fuck James Bond. Perfect Dark was better anyway. Uh, 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 Michael Mathis said keep Mario Kart 64 it's still amazing to play today I would remake Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and I'm not talking about a 3DS port I'm talking about giving it the full treatment upgraded graphics much better camera work and two sticks instead of one and then I would erase Goldeneye we spent a lot of time playing this growing up however Perfect Dark is the better multiplayer shooter so it wouldn't be that bad losing this game Dave Thompson wrote in and said, play Mario Kart, remake Ocarina of Time, erase Goldeneye, although it hurts to type that, but we will have the memories and Goldeneye is likely best kept in our memories anyway, I think, uh, which is a great point by Dave. And then Evan Refuse wrote in and said, Mario Kart 64 is a 90s era masterpiece. Leave it alone. Ocarina of Time deserves a full remake so people who get whiny about early 3D can appreciate it. You know who you are, is what he said. Goldeneye wasn't good because it was good. It was the local multiplayer with friends that made you really miss it. Delete that sucker. Listen, first and foremost, I will never stop whining about the 3D graphics in the early days. And I guarantee you that was aimed at me. And I will fucking dig my feet in and die on this hill. I will never stop whining about it. Well, having said that, this does seem to be the most popular order of answers. Mario Kart is fine as it is. Ocarina of Time could be iconic if remade. And Goldeneye just isn't perfect dark. 
And like I said off the top of this, there's no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And everyone that had that trilogy got it right. Mario Kart 64, uh, like card games have been done better since the Nintendo 64, but my heart could not handle scrapping that game. It would legitimately be like erasing about a year of my life from my teenage years. And I can't afford to lose those memories. So I can't touch Mario Kart 64. I would dump Goldeneye, just like a lot of you said. A few of people have said it's uh, overrated. There were some comments that said that, which I somewhat agree with. Um, it was an important game, and I played the fuck out of it, and I got fond memories of playing it. But I will say that even back then, I would rather play Doom on my computer. Uh, Perfect Dark did improve everything it did. And frankly, if I was going to play multiplayer with my friends, I would rather play Mario Kart, Mario Party, or a wrestling game on my Nintendo 64 over GoldenEye. So unfortunately, I would also eliminate GoldenEye. And then I would make Ocarina, I would remake Ocarina of Time, just like so many of you said, because I, I don't really like that game. You guys know that. I don't like the original version, but I want to. I really want to. So give me a nice, new, cleaned up, shiny one with a camera that works. Maybe eliminate that fucking owl and make Navi optional. And now we're talking. So that's what I would do. And that's so I'm sorry to everyone I didn't read. There were so many, but keep them coming. Uh, I try to get to everyone as often as I can. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I love that segment. I think that segment's a fucking keeper. Uh, so fuck me, we're at 33 minutes. So I'm going to get into what I've been playing and then we're going to talk Pokemon Emerald. Uh, I've been playing quite a bit, actually, a lot over the last seven days. And I got to say, one of the games that I'm going to start playing this week that I haven't played, um, that I've wanted to play forever is Undertale. It is a little indie RPG on the Nintendo Switch. I know it draws some comparisons to Earthbound because it's so quirky and weird. It is pretty universally loved and praised in its reviews. And it has fascinated me forever. I just hadn't got around to picking it up. And I'm going to start playing it this week because a listener of the show, Patreon supporter, long, uh, um, Patreon supporter, uh, Brian Ransom was kind enough to gift me a copy of it to play. And I'm not telling you guys this to convince you all to buy me my video games or anything like that. I'm not, please, you know, no, I just, I really wanted to give a shout out to Brian for his generosity and the kind gesture. It was really nice to you, Brian. So I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast and uh, I really appreciate uh, the game and I will absolutely play through it and let you know what I think. I'm really excited to play it actually. So thanks again. Really fucking cool you, Brian. I appreciate it. Um, outside of Undertale, I've been playing Battletoads, the new one on Xbox. I might review it in the coming weeks on Expansion Pass. I wish it was coming to PlayStation and Switch though. So I'll see if it's something you guys want as I know not everyone on here plays Xbox. Um, but I'm really fucking enjoying it so far. I hope the franchise embraces this art style. It keeps it going. It's fun. It's hilarious. I think it looks dope. I'm really, really digging the new Battletoads game. I'm also playing Halo 3 ODST for the first time. Uh, I've been playing that for a couple weeks. I'm casually playing through all the Halo campaigns. Um, it's different. You don't play as Master Chief. It's a much more emotional kind of personal story. Uh, but I'm really feeling it. Like, I'm pretty close to the end. I thought I was going to finish it last night. Um, and so unless the ending completely drops the ball, it's going to get a massive thumbs up for me. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and then I'm, I'm also firing up Grand Theft Auto San Andreas this week for the first time in my life. It won our Patreon poll. So we'll have an episode coming on it in a few weeks. And I got to say, I'm pretty fucking excited about it. And I'm going to be streaming it on Twitch. So come by and say hi and watch me experience San Andreas for the first time. 
And then I've been playing Pokemon Emerald, which we're going to talk about right freaking now. And one of the final things that we're doing now on the show is sharing some of your thoughts on the games. Because I know you all have nostalgic attachments uh, to these games just like I do. And I want to give some of you a chance to gush like I'm about to do for 45 minutes or so. Uh, so actually, speaking of the, the devil, Brian Ransom wrote in and said, I loved this game. It provided a decent enough challenge. I enjoyed the secret bases. It provided me a way to make my game unique from others. The legends were amazing. The story was solid for me. I also believe this series was the first time they introduced double battles and inter international Pokedex, the Battle Frontier, and Pokemon. Overall, the game offered a lot of things for everyone and definitely an improvement from the other two games in the series. Uh, so I didn't get the secret room thing at all, at all, in this until we recorded the podcast and Miklos explained it to me. And we'll get into that in a minute, but now it makes a lot more sense, and I agree. That's a really cool fucking concept, now that I understand what it does. Um, Corey wrote in, and said, this is my favorite Pokemon game. I get that it's not everyone's choice, but I think it looks great, and it's the one I grew up with. Honestly, I think that's the key, and why even a lot of younger people will say the DS games or the 3DS games are their favorites. It's the one you grew up with. Anyways, Shroomish is a boss. And I 100% agree with you, Corey. Shroomish kicks some serious ass. Uh, and Corey loves this game too, just like Brian does, which is awesome. But it also seems quite divisive. Because we got a comment from Michael Mathis who said, I enjoyed this game to a degree, but it ranks the lowest until Sun and Moon came out in my book. Uh, I thought it was boring. I didn't care about any of the starters with the exception of Torchic. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it was kind of boring. And I got to say, uh, thank you, Michael, for writing in. I got to say, I kind of feel like Michael. Uh, but my guest Miklos feels like Corey and Brian. He loves it. I thought it was kind of boring. And that makes for good radio. So we are going to cue up some polka music. And we are finally going to get into Pokemon Emerald. And listen, like I said off the top, we tried three times. Uh, we had some internet connections, some phone problems. This one's a little choppy at the beginning. I'm going to edit it the best I can. But I'm telling you, after the first few minutes where it's a little spotty, the chat opens up and it's flawless so stick with it turned out really well most of it and with all that said let's talk pokemon emerald which originally released in north america on may 1st 2005 for the game boy advance kick back relax wash your hands and clean your controllers and let's talk pokemon here we go Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com slash RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money 
Don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. So, all right, everybody. So here's the thing. This is our third attempt at recording this fucking episode because twice yesterday we tried and we ran into internet issues and delays and static and the fucking, you guys understand, it's the internet, it's technology. Uh, But joining me via the miracle of the telephone device for the third fucking time to talk about Pokemon Emerald is longtime pal of the show, my buddy Miklos Blackshaw. How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful, man. Yourself? I'm great. Well, I don't know. Ask me in half an hour or so when we're done this. Uh, because, <laughs> because last night I could have put my hand through a fucking wall. And I was like, people have been waiting for this episode forever. And it's finally here. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. Miklos has been on the show a few times. Mick's a, a good friend of the show, Patreon supporter, all that good stuff. But when we covered Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow way back in like the fucking... I don't know, episode 10 or 11 or whatever it was, Mick reached out to me and was like fuming because he's a Pokemon diehard and he just heard all these little things that we did wrong or said wrong. And I get it because I would feel that way if I listened to someone talk about Super Mario World in that light. So Mick, uh, you're on for a Pokemon episode and where do you stand on Pokemon Emerald? Where does this one sit in your all times? Uh, uh, This set is my second favorite of all of them. Second uh, second favorite gold? gen or second favorite game? Uh, generation. Okay. So like Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald as a as a group of games. Now why? Are, okay, and then, sorry, what do they fall behind? Gen two. Oh, oh yeah, Gen two, Gold and Silver, the <laughs> fucking shit. Everybody says that. I gotta see what the hype is all about. Everyone says that about those games. Oh man, they did. They just did like such a way better job of. Uh, taking everything that was wrong in the first one and just improving it so much. Okay. And then uh, they, like, kind of nerfed uh, the psychics by adding in dark. And, like, everything gets a dark move, pretty much. Oh, okay. And, and then uh, there's 16 badges. So you do, like, you go to the new, you're in this new badges, you become the Pokemon League champion, then they, like, go over to the old area and get the badges there and then become the Pokemon champion again. Oh, it's like you have it's like two separate games in one. Oh, wow. Which is just fucking amazing. So then I wonder then, because like some people like yourself seem to think that Gen 3 is also very good and other people have said that they think it's like the weakest generation of all of them. Um, I, I can see why people would say it's the weakest. There are there are some points that are just... Uh, are some things in, in uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald that are just, like, there's so many water Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So many water Pokemon. <laughs> Yo, dude, do you have you ever seen the famous, like, it's like a famous joke slash meme about IGN where someone reviewed, and I want to say it's this game or this gen, that whoever reviewed it said too much water, and that was one of the criticisms. 
and it became yeah. like a running joke. But I'll be honest, dude, now that I've played this game, there is a lot of fucking water in this game. Oh, man, there's so much. Like, I don't get... Well, because one of the two... Because, like, the two antagonists, or whatever you want to call them, teams in this are Team Magma and Team Aqua. Aqua. And Aqua's yeah. all about water, right? Yeah. I Who thought that was a good idea? To just fill in our, like... Because everybody wants to just play in the water all the time. Who thought that would be a fucking great idea? Well, I think it has to do with the idea that you're on this island or set of islands. So there's not, like, a lot of room. Right. So if we have more uh, land, then we can have more Pokemon and more Pokemon adventures. Yeah. And then in the, in the other sense, they're like, fuck the land. We need more water and more water Pokemon. Ugh. Like, and don't get me wrong, Magikarp's my boy. Like, he's in my top two. I love me some oh, Magikarp. Did, did, did you get a Feebath? No, I didn't. Oh, my God. That uh, was one of the most horrible things in the game. And then also one of the best. What? So is it a Pokemon? A Seabass? Yeah, it's a Pokemon. It's like Magikarp. Oh, okay. Okay, so the sea. Ba- so sorry, we lost you there for a second. What were you saying about the? So the sea bass is like a shitty Magikarp, and it's only in certain places. Yeah, it's only there's like five or six different squares on this entire river, and I can't remember what it is. But if you do something, um, it changes the spots on the river. Oh, that's fucking. Right? Oh, that's dumb. Right. So, and then well, you gotta do the competition. To get or you gotta do uh you gotta get it to like uh an outrageous beauty uh level. Wait, 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 beauty beauty oh, because there's like beauty pageants in this game, isn't there? Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. there see, and I'm gonna let you fucking explain the beauty pageants, but this is my this is my major because I gotta be honest, like I've only played Gen 1 and then XY and then Sword Shield. And then when I fired this one up, I was like, at first, I was like, well, this is dope because it feels like Gen 1, but it looks nicer. You can run. I'm sure it's going to be bigger and brighter. And the more I played it, the more I was like, I'm cool with the Pokemon and the battling and stuff. But like, why is there so much extra crap? Like, I don't want to do beauty pageants and I don't want to give out my goddamn Pokenav cell phone number to everyone I fucking meet. And have them just randomly call me and say stupid shit. I don't well, like. You, usually the phone guys will be like, "Hey, sometimes there's a Pokemon that you very rare. There's lots of them in this area. Come check it out." Oh well, okay. Because I honestly didn't even read half of the fucking things they sent me. <laughs> because half the time it would pop up and be like, "Hey," because my character's Hoju, so it would pop up yeah. and be like, "Hey, Hoju, I I fought a fucking." zigzagoon and i almost caught it but it got away okay bye it hangs up and i'm like what the fuck i don't care like leave me oh, alone man. like oh they uh well they introduced the phone in the second one okay and uh there was one guy he's like my my ratata is the top percentages of all ratatas his Rattata. Fuck off. <laughs> like, who? I don't get it. I'm like, dude, this, like, make this an option. Make it so I can turn this off. Because I don't want to talk yeah. to you fucking... It's like, did you ever play Earthbound? I have not, no. There's this fucking guy that pops up every fucking three hours and takes your picture. And the game just freezes for, like, 90 seconds while it plays through this stupid thing. And then at the end of the game, you can see all the pictures. And I hate them. 
And that's what it felt like. It felt like the fuzzy pickle guy from Earthbound was in my fucking Pokemon game. And I was like, oh, I just want to play Pokemon. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I never even did stuff like the beauty pageants and things like that. Cause like, I just want to play like, and I really felt like a lot of it wasn't even optional. It just was like, well, you have to do this stuff to, and I was really getting frustrated with it. Cause I was like, I just want to play Pokemon. Like, just let me, yeah. just let oh, me enslave I these little animals and make them fight. That's all I want to do. I, I could totally understand that. It was kind of just like a side thing you could do to get more items. Right. Right. So if you're missing like a couple PMs, I think you can get them through there. Uh, dressing up your Pokemon was kind of neat. I think uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what the dragons are in there, but there's uh, a few dragons I had, and you put like top hats on them and you give them a cane. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it just looks silly. But it, it was it was something outside of the normal. Yeah. I kind of I feel like they're kind of like add stuff to the game that made it a little bit more than just fighting. Yeah. Well, and I will say that like, it's different when I'm a 36 year old man playing this on a timeline, trying to get through it. Yeah. When you're like a 15 you know, year old kid, a 10 year old kid, whatever. And you actually have it on a game boy advance instead of having to play it on your TV. And it's like, yeah. this is your game for the next four months. Then I could see being like, well, then I might as well fucking do everything because yeah, there was so you, much, so much. Did you make a, did you make a secret base? Okay. So that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I don't get it. Like, I see how is it when you're a kid, that'd be fucking sick. But I was like, so I get this ability, and then every time I see a, a brick in a mountain, I can make a secret base, and then does it turn into, like, Animal Crossing, where you can, like, decorate your base? Yeah, okay. But um, if you link battle with someone... Okay, yeah. so you were... so Sorry, so you were telling me about the secret base, and then if you if someone else had a secret base, then... Or when you fought someone on on a link battle, then you could go you could go in their secret base. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, you could go find their secret base and then go in and fight them. Oh, like once a day. Even if you're not linked up. Yep. Oh. Right. Oh. It's just a computer battle, but like you you could have your guy can uh, whoever you're fighting could have real high level Pokemon. So once a day, you get in a fight where you get lots of experience. Oh, I get it. That's okay. Yeah. See, this is all the shit that I get to miss out on. So that makes a little bit more sense. Cause I thought all it was, was like, I built like a, a place that I could literally just go and make my character stand in. And I was like, well, what the fuck is the point of this? I don't, I don't want to go fight. I don't want to hang out in this cave and just <laughs> like a, like a bum just living in this fucking neck in the woods by myself. Um, right. Because there's another thing, too, where you go into, like, some towns, and then I tried one of them. They're, like, battle arenas or something, and you can, like, you, you like, rent. It's almost like playing Pokemon Stadium, where you, like, rent Pokemon. Yep. And then you fight. Yeah, yeah you can use your own, too, but they uh, bring them to the stats for, like, level 50 or level 100. Yeah, yeah. And then if you – they have the battle stadium uh, in almost all the games that. And it's just something where uh, – you can use different Pokemon. You got to be, uh, oh, is that my turn? I hope not. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah, this is, this is how things are. Remember the game industries mix out on like assignment <laughs> at his actual job and just missed his turn. And now he's going to get fired because he was on the phone trying to talk Pokemon Emerald with me. I'm not going to get fired. They love me too much. Oh, okay. Plus I have, I have all day to do this. Oh, okay. So. Well, then hopefully not, none. Hopefully none of your bosses listen to this show. Uh, I don't think so. And if they do, well, 
whatever. <laughs> I have I have my headphones in. I'm driving safely. Yeah, we're fine. We're not doing anything yeah. wrong. Um, uh, I think I think I'm on this road for a while. Anyways. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, so okay. So you were saying with those Pokemon. With the battle centers, yeah, they like put your Pokemon to like level fifty or level hundred. I liked the concept because you could only roll a team of three, and then between battles you could switch out your three for other ones and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and they're like, "We'll see how far you can go. Can you do a hundred battles in a row and win?" And then I think you get some like super powerful items. I never did it. Yeah, that's, but... that's uh, that sounds awful. I didn't realize you had to do. I did like four, and then was like, "All right, I've had my fill." A hundred? Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, a beast. And then, um, I don't know, there's just, I, my favorite part of the entire game was that acro bike. Yeah. Yeah. Driving around on that, just hopping everywhere. Yeah. Agreed. I was doing that on the Twitch stream the other day, and I was like, this is fucking pretty rad. Dude, even the yeah. fact that, I will say, and I don't know, maybe this was in Gen 2, I apologize because I never played Gen 2, um, the biggest uh, quality of life improvement in this game, at least over red, blue, yellow, is that you can run. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. When they said that, I was like, wow, this game just got two bonus points on its final score for just right. letting me fucking run. And it's, um, and it looks gorgeous. Like, I was really, oh, I, yeah. know, I know it's like the first GBA Game Boy games. Um, but it looks fucking like I, I have always been a a complete stickler for the original red, blue, yellow games. And I like the way those look, but oh boy, this game looks fucking rad. Like, Oh man, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think, uh, style wise, I think they really nailed it. Uh, considering the graphics they have. Yeah. I think they're only like 32 bit or something, but it's just a little bit better than than your Super Nintendo graphics. Yeah, like I've been playing it on my SNES Classic via the miracle of uh, well, you guys know. Um, it get, it's getting sick. What's that? Your uh, thing get, your thing getting sick and gave you more games. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. My Super Nintendo Classic caught this weird virus and got some weird new games on it. I don't understand it, but I've been playing it on that on my TV and like. I mean, listen, like, I love the Game Boy as much as the next, like, old person like me, but those games look fucking horrible blown up on a big TV. They just don't look yeah. good. This game looks like, I was like, dude, I would have, like, yeah, I would play, like, I would have played this on the Super Nintendo. I was like, this game looks really good. I was actually yeah. really impressed with that, like, and all the different think, colors and stuff. Yeah, I think they use a 69 ratio, too, mm-hmm. which, which is, you know, the original Game Boy was just that square. Oh, right? yeah, that's so right. Got- yeah. So it, it translates a little bit better. <laughs> Dude, the Game Boy Advance as a whole, like that's like we've been talking on the show about games that I hope come to uh, uh, Nintendo Online because I think they're going to be adding something next month. Um, and oh. I'm I would love to see Game Boy Advance games because so many of them are just trapped on that console, and they would yeah. they hold up, they look great, they look so good on a Switch screen, and they're a lot there's, of fun. There's a sweet Castlevania game on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like there's Castlevania, there's Advance Wars, there's the Pokemon games, there's a sweet Mario Kart game on Game Boy Advance, there's Minish Cap, there's Metroid games, like there's some oh, really yeah. good fucking games on that thing. So I hope, th- I really hope, I would rather have that on, on Nintendo Online than Nintendo 64 games myself. Oh so. man, I, I would uh, pretty much die. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so, uh, those games are great. Yeah, dude. And like, but unfortunately, I don't think Pokemon is gonna. I, I, well, maybe they would, but I doubt Pokemon would make the cut. Um, 
They could resell so, these too. I don't know why they don't just resell these for like 10, 15 bucks. People would buy these in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. So well, I think they have. Uh, you can get like Omega Ruby, and I don't remember what the other ones are, but they're uh, 3DS games, I think, or 2DS games. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're so right. So you you can get the updated versions of them. Put them on nice. Switch. Fucking put them on oh. Switch. Um. So what do you? Okay. So now the other thing I wanted to ask you about, dude, is like, what do you what do you think of the Pokemon in this game? Because I got to be honest, at least as far as my starter goes, not impressed. Not impressed. Well, did you pick the gra- uh, grass guy again? Yeah, of course. That's, that's your problem. Yeah, okay. Keep going with the grass guy. And listen, everybody, I've been quite vocal that I'm a Bulbasaur guy. I stand behind my Bulbasaur love. He's fucking you awesome. You shut your goddamn mouth, Miklos. <laughs> Uh I hope your van breaks down in that field you're in and you're just stuck there. That'll fucking show you. <laughs> Uh, but I, so I picked the grass guy in this one, which was Trico. Plus I thought he looked cool and then he evolved and then he just never got good. I was like, dude, you have no, you suck. Like I, like, I don't want to kick my starter out of my party. That's Pokemon tradition. I don't know if you're like that. I try to run my starter the whole game. You, you can run the fire one through the entire elite four basically without changing. Oh, what? I think maybe there's, there's like, and and that's just the moves that learns leveling up. Like I keep double kick on me. Yeah. One of the first moves you learn when uh, your guy evolves. Like, well, that's what I'm just reading now because I didn't even know this. So my stupid Trico just always stays grass. Whereas the other yeah. two, the Torchic and the Mudkip, yeah. they become a fire slash fighting and a water slash ground. What kind of bullshit is that? Why doesn't my guy get a second fucking? Why can't he become grass and psychic or something? Like, why don't I get a second capability? But the other two do? What a load of shit. Like, fuck off. Why does no one respect grass Pokemon? It's such bullshit. I was so uh, angry. Ugh. I, I get it. Uh, I don't think there's really been a good grass starter Since for a while. I was going to say I'm, Bulbasaur. Not, 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 sure. <laughs> I, I disagree wholeheartedly because he's just weak to so much shit. Yeah, but he's awesome though. He's like he, he's a, he's like a uh, what's the word? He's like a tank. I mean, he just like take a beating. Yeah. But... No, I love him. But this guy, like, I was just like, I kept waiting for him to get good, and then he evolved, and I liked the way he looked evolved, and I was like, all right, fuck yeah, now you're getting badass looking. But he just never got good. Like he never got any good moves. I was so frustrated with him. Like I I got a shroomish early on in the game. I caught a shroomish. And I was half tempted to kick Trico out of my party and just run Shroomish yeah. as my grass Pokemon. Shroomish is pretty good. I think it becomes uh, fighting. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I never evolved him, but I liked him. Plus, I liked the idea that he was just this like mushroom. <laughs> I thought that was cool. So then, so do you go fire? Like, do you start with Torchic? Oh yeah. 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 I yeah. I, what, uh, fuck. I've been a I've been a fan of choosing a fire one uh, first every time generally my first place through this what i'll do that's fair um so then like what do you think of the rest of the pokemon of this game because i like it was a whole new experience to me and i thought some were okay and some were pretty bleh there are some really good ones um there's um it's called trap pinch trap pinch yeah it's a ground guy you get in that desert where you gotta get the goggles 
okay. to go through. Yeah. And he evolves into a ground dragon. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. I'm looking and, at him right now. Fuck yeah. Like, that guy is fucking sweet. Yeah. Like, um, who else is? I'm trying to think. There's a, there's like a, an electric dog. He's a little, little electric. Oh, okay. He's I really, he's real good. I like him. Considering all the water. Yeah, that was like because I was on the hunt for a good electric because all the water, and then I ended up getting um, a minin. I think that's oh, how yeah, you say it. Blows. Uh, wh- what's <laughs> at, that? At, those guys, that guy and the. His counterpart, it's not an evolution. It's just one that goes with him yeah. called Plutzel. Yeah. Yeah, they, they both suck for uh, doing any kind of single-player walkthrough. Like, if you're doing, like, a team-building thing with a double battle, yeah, they can help out a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed with him. I thought, like, okay, well, he's got electric, and that's handy, but... Like, and that was, again, that, like, I'm not going to say it was a problem because maybe I just don't know this generation as well as I did Gen 1, yeah. but it just felt like I was constantly looking for, like, a good electric Pokemon, and I was constantly looking for a good fire Pokemon, and, like... Oh, yeah, there was, like, no fire Pokemon. Right? What the fuck? I ended up running this... I kept calling him uh, Fire Slug. Um, oh, yeah, that guy. What the fuck was he called? Uh, what? Lugma. Yeah, and he fucking sucked. And people in the chat were like, hey, just stick with him. Eventually, he'll get okay. And I just was like, god <laughs> damn it. So I just felt like... Okay. I'm, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. like, I hit a point where, like, basically, I was running Graveler and Kadabra, uh, and those were my two anchors. And then I had a fucking... A shitty Electric Minion, a shitty Fire fire Slug, uh, and a shitty starting Grass Pokemon. And I just felt like I wasn't getting anything. Like, I couldn't find anything good. Yeah. Uh, they introduced a bunch of really good dragons. Uh, there's another one, uh, Swablu. The flying Pokemon, when you get it, when it evolves into a dragon. Okay. And that one's pretty good as well. Uh, like a lot of the ones that look that end up being really good suck so hard off the top yeah yeah like right and you uh, have to like train them and get a decent evolution it's so frustrating oh wait 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 a minute you just said that okay so that's another thing when you when they is this one of those ones where like and i'm not sure like and i don't want to i know i'm going to sound like an idiot to pokemon diehards but i just have never been able to fully understand this is this one of those ones where like they start to really play with like characteristics and you got to get like the right build and stuff like that like they're not just a like a magic carp is a magic carp is a magic carp or whatever yeah yeah i uh, they, they, yeah some of them um I'm trying to think of some other ones that are a little like that bevas uh when you evolve that you got to do that uh, stupid beauty tags and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. It en- it ends up being like one of the best, uh, the Melotic. Oh, okay. And it's like a fu- it's it's a beast of a water Pokemon. But it's a- uh, you you can get them in the new uh, Sword and Shield. Okay. Uh, but yeah, man, they're just just beast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody. Your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing 
didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Hmm. Like, I'm, I'm like, I just, and this, I don't know, dude, this is a hard episode for me because I like Pokemon. I love Red and Blue, and I just, I felt the same way playing Sword and Shield at XY as well. Like, they were fun, but I'm like, I almost find it, I don't know if over, I guess overwhelming is the term. I'm like the, all the, like once you start getting into stuff like the breeding and the shinies and looking for specific stats and, and there's so many, dude, there's so many fucking Pokemon. And it's like, yeah, I this, like, this is the one that really kind of like up the, the competitive. Thing. Yeah. Right. Like you, um, they put in the behaviors or whatever. So like you get, uh, the special bonuses for uh, just what your Pokemon is. Yeah, so yeah. Like, and like how they grow. So you'd be like, this one is a, a Rapscallion or whatever. Right. And and like his stats, his stats will improve in certain ways. Like, do, so all, you look, do you like that? Like you're a Pokemon uh, fan. I do when I'm trying to play competitively. Right. But if you're just playing it by yourself... Yeah, I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, I just find find it intimidating, kind of. Like, that, to me, like, that was what I loved so much about the original games, was they were so accessible. Like, you could be baby's first RPG, and you can learn, oh, I get it, like, you know, and the weaknesses and yeah. stuff. And I just feel like now there's so many Pokemon. I mean, and I'm not talking now like Sword Shield now. I'm talking now like in, in Gen 3. I was like, uh, there's a lot of them. And you got to do all this fucking, like you said, there's all these little characteristics. And I've always hated the berry mechanic where you can give them berries and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just, I think that's what I found off-putting about it was it's, there's nothing um, subjectively wrong with it. It's just like, I don't want all this stuff. Like, I just yeah, want to play Pokemon. You just want to run through and become the Pokemon master. Yeah, like to me, that's like, do you know what I'm saying? And I, I really just, I, I really found it like the more I played, the more stuff was happening where I just was like, I don't want to do this. I stop calling me. I don't want to go to these battle arenas. Fuck off with the beauty pageants. Like, just let me go and get my goddamn badges and become the Pokemon champion and then retire forever. That is all I fucking want. Mom said I got to be home for dinner. Let's fucking go. 
so that I can catch all the, you know, I, that's just, maybe that's just me though. Maybe that's like, and that's where I feel like I'm, I was almost nervous about this episode. Cause I was like, I'm going to come on and say, I didn't particularly like it. And then Pokemon fans are going to fucking yell at me. Yeah. Uh, I, I get, I can understand why a lot of people don't. This is to me. This is like, uh, they're like, all right, we have a new gen on a new system. Let's kind of just throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah, and that's right. a, that's a great point. Is they had a brand new, more powerful console to play with, uh, right? So I guess if they hadn't put all that shit in, people probably would have yelled at them. Is like you have more to work with. Why are you just doing the same thing again? Right. Um, so that's fair. You, yeah. Oh, did you catch? Uh, there's a really cool one you have to evolve. Uh, it's a Ninkata, and normally it evolves into Ninjas, but if you have an empty spot. And an extra Pokeball, you will, uh, you'll get, uh, it's like a ghost bug Pokemon. Oh, wow. And, and it can only be hit, like, it only ever has one hit point, but it can only ever be hit by something that it's weak to. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, that's actually really cool. I like that a lot. Right. So, and, like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta find ways to, like, make sure it can survive a bunch of stuff, right? Because it's a ghost bug. So it does have a lot of weaknesses that yeah. are available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you get you get this, it's just a sweet looking guy. He's got like a halo. Oh, that's cool. Fuck, I didn't even know that. See, that's the shit I like. That's what I, like, that's what I want. Don't make me breed and do all this other shit. Just give me cool little things like that. I think that's really neat. Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck uh, yeah. And then I don't know I don't know if you found this or not, but there's a uh, once you get so far in the game, there's a TV reporter and her cameraman uh, that you fight. Yes. Um, if you get like surf on someone or something that attacks both the other guys, you can power level your guys real fast. Right. Once you've unlocked all, there's three of them. So. Uh, and if you fight them, they just go to the next spot, so they just go around in a circle. Oh, okay. Oh, so you could fight them so, over and over again? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, because I did fight those guys a few times. And then that's another thing, like, maybe I just didn't get it, but they kept asking me to do interviews. And then, oh, yeah. and I just, after oh, the first can, one, I just said, no, fuck off. You can see yourself on TV. You know, when, you, when you're walking through people's houses, the TV will be flashing. Oh. And that's... The, a lot of what they did with this game was uh, for playing with other people. Right. So when you connect with someone else, uh, all the things that they've done uh, start to go over into your game. Oh. So, so if you and I link, uh, I would be running through the house and I'd be like, hey, Hojo, just beat this, uh, beat, the, beat these guys. How do you feel? And you're like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah i think i just picked like she was like how would you describe that last battle and then i picked the word battle and she was like yes that is an accurate description but i just was like i was just like get the fuck away from me i don't know what the fuck's going on here um yeah. but oh fuck okay so then that makes a lot more sense it also makes it a little harder to play by yourself now because a lot of this shit doesn't make any sense. But I guess back then it would have made perfect sense because if you make everything, just like with Red and Blue, how there was certain Pokemon, there were only one or the other, you had to trade to evolve certain stuff. Yeah. It's just like, it's the it's the most like subtle, 
I don't even know if it's subtle anymore, but is the like like hey, we're gonna sell you two copies of our game, and maybe we'll sell you two Game Boy Advances at the same time. Like it just you fucking cheeky sacks of shit, but it works. Like it clearly works because yeah. the franchise has made a trillion dollars. Oh so, man, and um, then like if, if you look at like what they did there, and uh, go go a lot fast forward in time, you look at the Pokemon Sword and Shield, you're not seeing as much of the the silly stuff with the TV and the interviews, but going online, watching people run around. And then when you interact with those guys in Sword and Shield, they just give you food for your camp. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that was... I think that's what I enjoyed about Sword and Shield, is, like, I didn't feel like... I know a lot of people hated on those games, but I felt like there wasn't... Like, there wasn't too much focus on the outside of the main campaign stuff, and if there was that stuff, you didn't have to do it. Do you know what I mean? That's what I enjoyed the most about it. Like, I have no interest in breeding and doing all that stuff. I just want to run through the game, get my badges, become the champion. And I enjoyed that. I don't like it when they put all this stuff in and it kind of... I don't feel like I have to do it, but it hit a point. You know what? Going back to, like, Emerald, there was so... Dude, this happened to me so many times where I, like, I borderline got lost. And it's like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? There's, like, four different things, and all I want to do is continue the campaign, and I'm not sure which one I should be going to. And I don't know if it's because I wasn't paying attention or if it was just confusing on where to go there are some points that are like that particularly like when you gotta go back and fight your dad yeah right Uh, i fucking go ahead for pokemon games having your dad in the game (laughs) yeah i liked that i liked the idea of like your dad being a one of the gym masters or whatever and you gotta go fight him i had no problem with that the problem was i probably spent three hours just walking around grinding my Pokemon trying to figure where the fuck I was supposed to go before I finally looked it up and was like where the fuck like I'm really surprised they included this Pokenav or whatever and maybe it's if it's in there and I didn't know you're gonna get rage at him but that fucking (laughs) Pokenav like I'm really surprised that one of the things on it wasn't like a call for a hint or something yeah. Like, if you're right. going to make it so everyone can fucking text me and call me and irritate me, at least let me call, like, my dad or somebody and be like, where do I go now? And then he's like, come back and fight me. Like, like he could have said something, you know? Yeah. Um, um, I think um, there are certain people. There's, uh, like, the guy who owns all the Pokemon stuff. Right? Um, or the guy who gives you, like, the Pokemon in that first, yeah. like, actual city. Yeah. Um, that guy, uh, pretty sure if you call him a bunch of stuff, he'll be like, Hey, have you done these things? Oh, okay. Right. Well, I wish I, but, I should have tried that. But, but, but I'm not entirely sure. I know for like, cause he gives you like a letter and something else. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you have like letter and like some parts or something and you got to go deliver both of them. Yeah. yeah. And then when uh, I, I liked that that was kind of like, um, one of those quests where like, you go drop something off and you go back and then he gives you stuff. Yeah. Like that. I had no problem with, yeah. um, it was like, if it's like, if it's going to move the game forward, cause that's the other thing. Like, I wasn't sure, like, where do you stand on team flair and team aqua? Like yay or nay? Uh, I mean, they're quite the exact ripoff. Yeah. Right? But they, they weren't, they didn't have the same appeal. Cause, yeah. Like they, I, like I don't know. Again, maybe it's just the old man in me. But I was like, I want I, give me Team Rocket. Like I want Team Rocket. I don't want these two weird teams that want to cover the world in land and cover the world in water. Like that's I don't want to help either of you. 
You're fucking both yeah, well, psychos. I think you're trying to. I think you're trying to stop both of them. Yeah, but like there was at least one point where it seemed like Team Aqua was like kind of nice and on my team, and Team Flare was like or Magma or whatever they're called were the bad guys. Yeah. But then I realized, no, you're all just shitty. Like, but I like I liked Team Rocket where like it was just like yeah, we just want to use Pokemon to get rich and powerful. Like I, that I don't know. I, I just ah fuck. I've never done this on the episode of the show, but I feel so bad because I'm like. I like the old ones better. And it's like, I feel like the old man just sitting there with his arms crossed on the deck being like, I don't like this. I just, I, I don't. Every time I found an old Pokemon, I was like, yeah, Gen 1, fucking right. So you're coming with me. Like, I just, it's just who I, I don't know. I'm a loser, I guess. No, man, it's, it's probably the most understandable one to hate. Uh, right. Because it's, it, it's, like I said before, it's one of those things where they just threw a bunch of shit and went, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And like and it's not even hate. Like originally I thought yeah, I hated it, but it's not hate. It's just it's just like it's not it's not what I wanted it to be. I think that's what the problem is. Is it just didn't turn out to be what I wanted it to be. Um yeah. and maybe that's just who I am. But I oh, mean that said, uh, what? I was just going to say I just was thinking of like the things you could do in that game that you couldn't really do in other games. Yeah. Like, uh, if you had that aggro bike, um, you could just hop up and down in the grass. Yeah. And then Pokemon would come to you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I would do the hops all the time because I thought they were rad, but I didn't know you could drop Pokemon to you. Yeah. That's pretty So, dope. like, if you were, like, if, uh, I remember, like, the old Safari Zone. Yeah. If you just spun around in a circle, like, on one square, it wouldn't take any steps. Okay. But this one was like, oh, it just bounced up and down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. But again, that's just something they could do with the better technology and stuff like that. Like, I yeah. get, I get, because like, I assume that Gen 2, because Gen 2 was on the Game Boy Color, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I assume that Gen 2 didn't take nearly the, like, leaps and chances and introduce the new mechanics and stuff like this one did. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, uh, if you... If you get a chance, go back and play Gold and Silver. I think I have a copy of the 2DS version. Yeah. Yeah, I got a... Tr- go ahead. I don't know if you have a 3DS or a 2DS. No, I got rid of it. I wish I still had one, though. I gotta, I'm got. i going to get one. I'm hoping they go on like dirt cheap soon because like they're not making them anymore, and then I can snag one. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, uh, but if you get a chance, go back and play that one. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, it, it'll be right up your alley. You'll probably go, oh, well, I know a bunch of these Pokemon already because you know all the first ones. Yeah. And then they added like 100 or something. Yeah. So it's not like a lot of new ones. Right. But it's enough that you're like, oh, I got some variety. The, they add a lot of mechanics. Like adding the dark and the other in gold and silver was probably the best thing they could have did. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, and I will say that like even in this, because like in Gen One, my Kadabra was my fucking ace. Like that was my Wayne Gretzky. Was I just rolled through that game with my Kadabra, fucking up everybody. Yeah. And uh, and even in this one, like I caught an Abra early, grinded it through to turn it into a Kadabra, and then I actually taught it an electric move for one of its four slots so that it wasn't just psychic. Uh, yeah. and that thing was my fucking, it was still my, my beast. Like, but you're right. At least they found a way to balance out the psychic blatant yeah. overpowering from the early generations. There's a, a really good psychic Pokemon called Ralph. Yeah. I, got, I had one of those. Get one. 
the what? Yeah. It, it evolves into something pretty powerful. Uh, Gardevoir. Oh, okay. And that that Pokemon just rips through shit. Because that's another example of what you were talking about earlier, where like a lot of them, like in their early states, are kind of wimpy. Because I had yeah. one of those Ralts, and I just was like, oh, there we go. I got a psychic Pokemon. And then I really wasn't that impressed with it. And then when I caught my Abra, I, I kicked Ralts to the curb and was like, well, now I got my, my, my original boy. Um, but yeah, if you, if you, if you can like grind through to make it stronger, then that makes sense. Cause yeah, you help that kid catch it. And then they're like, they never stop talking about this stupid kid. And I just was like, I don't care. I get it. He's got a Pokemon fucking leave me alone. Go wash your hands. Like, I don't want to like, talk to you. I like how he gets so disappointed after you beat him. Yeah. He's like, oh, I thought I would do so much better. That's one of my dude. I had an idea for like a like a like a skit where it would just be like, because in every Pokemon game you'll be walking through a field and like a kid will run up to you and just be like, hey, you have a Pokemon. Me too. Let's battle. I'm gonna kick your butt. And then like he throws out like a level eight bug. And you just fucking stomp him in like one move. And then he's like, oh, I thought I could win. And then you get money, which I assume you take from the kid. Because why else would you get money when you win the fight? And so I'm like, all you did was crush this kid's dreams, beat his pet Pokemon into oblivion, and then take all of his money. That's my favorite thing in Pokemon games. But they they always do it. Just beating up kids, (laughs) stupid animals. Fucking love it. Um, I think, I, I think it would be fun if they did like a spinoff, like Team Rocket. <laughs> oh, where you got to be Team Rocket? Yeah, and you oh. had to go around and try and steal Pokemon. That'd be sick. I would play the shit out of that. That sounds <laughs> fun to me. Fuck yes. Uh, there, there is an interesting uh, ROM of this particular game, um, where they do uh, randomize. Okay. So even your starters are just three random Pokemon. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, in all of the in all of the places, all the Pokemon are random. So like you you'll run into some legendaries, like those two flying guys. Yeah, yeah. Latias and Latios or whatever. How do you? Um, sorry, how do you get this? Huh? How how, how do you turn this on? Um, I'll see if I can find a link for you. Oh, is it like a is it like a hacked ROM? Yeah, it's a hacked ROM. Oh. And then like you go you uh you have to do something first to, to randomize it. Okay. And then you load it and then it goes on and it's like all the Pokemon are there. Like oh. you don't have to worry about uh like, you know, trading or anything. Some of the like you'll like be walking around in some of that first areas and you'll be like, Oh look at that, level five Alakazam. Oh wow, that's so cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That should just be an option. I guess, well, no. That would kind of break filling your Pokedex and stuff. They probably couldn't make that uh, an option. Uh, I was doing... I did that, and... Because um, like, I like doing those Nuzlocke challenges. This is a really good game for a Nuzlocke challenge. If you want to pump up how hard it is. And what is a Nuzlocke challenge? Okay. Uh, how it works, I mean, you can make our, uh, whatever variations you want. Right. But... Uh, you get your starter, and then each new area you go into, you can only catch one the first Pokemon that pops up. Oh fuck! Right. Uh, and then I I usually play that if like uh I go in and I catch a Zigzagoon, then if a Zigzagoon's the first one to pop up in the next area, I just ignore it. I wait until I get like a new one. Okay, that's fair. And so- then. 
And then if you don't catch it, you don't get a Pokemon for that area. Oh, Jesus. That would be fucking so hard. Yeah, and then, and then any time your Pokemon faint, they're done. You don't get to use them anymore. Oh, like permadeath. So it's like super grindy. I would love to play red and blue that way. Oh, man. Like the, being the, the ones I know all... best. That'd be awesome. That's a great idea. Yeah, because that's um, dude. Because that's one thing, and I don't even want to say it's a criticism um, of the Pokemon series, because I think it's just it is. But like, I've never—they're not the hardest games. Like, nope. and you can say that about any RPG, frankly, because it doesn't matter. Like, if it's Final Fantasy or this or Persona or fucking Shining Force or whatever, if you want to just go out and grind until you're powerful enough, like any RPG is beatable just by grinding enough. Yeah. Um, but like I, I wish I've always said I wish that Pokemon came with like a hard mode where trainers weren't stupid. You know what I mean? Like where they had more potions and when they would play weakness. Like if I was battling you and you had the exact yeah. same team as as one of the gym masters in this Pokemon game, you would not come at me the same way they do, where you're not using weaknesses and switching out trying to counter what I'm doing and stuff like that. And I wish there was a hard mode, even if you had to unlock it once you beat the game or something, where the trainers... Like, if they can build computers that can play chess that beat almost everyone in the world at chess, they can p- yeah. build an AI that could win at Pokemon. Right. And especially with all the stuff that they have, like, you could fight... Uh, one of these guys with the nature that like boosts all his stats. Yeah. Right. So you could have someone that uh did all this, did all that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, I don't know if you ever do um EVs. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they're really called, but they're basically if you fight certain Pokemon, you get these EV points. Yeah. And the more of these points you get, they like add to your stats. Oh, okay. So, like, certain ones, I think, like, um, uh, what's that fat one? Zubat. And uh, I think that's the one where they, or you can fight, like, Crobat. And then uh, they give you so many EV points. And then when you level up, you'll be like, why did I gain 10 special attacks? Right. Because you're fighting a certain Pokemon. Oh, okay. Or you fight it a lot and you you get these points. Okay. Add up, but that's just so like hmm. they, they really beefed up a lot of the things you need to do to get uh good for competitive fighting, right? Yeah, you could tell, like, to me, this game came across as very like they they see that like the future of Pokemon is online, is competitive, is you know what I mean, is breeding and tweaking yeah. your party and stuff like that. And so I guess it's not even a criticism of mine. It's just clearly that's the direction they decided the franchise should go in. And I was like, I don't want to go on that ride. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but I get it. Like, it, cause again, if they had just released another, co- like if they had just released gold silver part two um, with fancier graphics, people would have complained that they didn't add anything. So I think I'm probably oh. in the minority to hate all this stuff. Oh man, if they had added the that same feature that they did in Gold and Silver where you gotta go back and get the other badges, I would have been amazing. Yeah, I don't know why that's not a normal thing, because that just to me at like that I can't imagine I'm not saying it's as easy as like right click save as and add it to the game, but like it would have certainly yeah. added more like length to it. Like that that would have fascinated me. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't call the shots. Um I, I think I think a Pokemon like World Tour would be an amazing game. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. Or if you did it like in an open world where 
you have all these places and you can pick one of these places to start. Yeah. Like a, then, <clears throat> like a Pokemon Ultimate, kind of like with Smash where they put everything in. Like, I don't know. It's Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you're going around challenging gym leaders in different countries. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick, actually. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Listen, guys, I don't want anyone yelling at me. It's not... I don't hate this game. We're going to score it in a minute. I just... I for I don't know what it was about it. I, I, I've never, like, struggled with a game where I was like, there's literally nothing incoherently wrong with this game. I just don't want to play it. Like, I was like, I want to play my original Pokemon. But maybe that's just I'm a casual Pokemoner who will never get into all the extra stuff. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, okay, so uh, we just lost Mick on the phone. We got him back. So quickly, Mick said that he loves that the world is big and you can explore it, and he likes all that stuff, and there's tons of Pokemon to find. And he also said that he used to listen to AFI all the time while he played this game. So now every time he hears AFI, he associates it with Pokemon Emerald. And I said, I think that's awesome because I have games that I associate with certain albums as well. And now you're caught up. And before I risk losing Miklos again, because God damn it, we need to get this episode out. Mick, this episode starts with Pokemon number 252, which is Trico. So on a scale of 1 to 252, where would you rank Pokemon Emerald? What would you score it? 229. (laughs) I like that. That was a very... You didn't go to the even 230. You're like, 229. (laughs) Fucking... Yeah. Yeah, I'll go like a a 210, which would be like a 7 out of 10-ish. It's fine. It's just... If you're if you're a traditional casual Pokemon player, I feel like this is where the series might start to leave you behind a little bit. Yeah, that's um, exactly that would be true. But if you're a diehard, then yeah, I could see how this is just the beginning of bigger and better things to come. Even if it, even if your favorite gen was the generation before it. Um, oh. So, uh, this what's that? I will go back and play Gold and Silver anytime. Yeah, I gotta fucking try those games. I'm sick of hearing about them. I'll try them. Um, Buddy, listen, I appreciate you taking time out of your work schedule and dealing with the bad phones and trying to record this three times and everything, dude. I really, really appreciate oh. it, and I'm sure we'll get you on the show again real soon. Oh, I'm sure we will. Fucking right. Have yourself, a, have yourself a wonderful day, man. You too, Take buddy. Easy. Don't work too hard. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Miklos, thank you so much for fucking trying three times to talk Pokemon Emerald with me and then finally being able to do it. And all of you that are hearing my voice right now, no matter, I don't care if it's 2020, 2021, 2030, I don't care if this is your first episode, your 112th episode, thank you so much for listening to our show. Thank you for giving us a chance. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you're enjoying what we do, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's only two bucks. It helps us out so much more than you know. And you get a you get extra podcasts, you get early access to Game Patch, you get a shout out, you get a bunch of other fun stuff. Two bucks, patreon.com slash remember the game. And find me on Twitch. All right. I'm going to be streaming Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. That's the schedule I'm going to try to stick to moving forward when I'm at home. Uh, my full schedule is actually posted on Twitch. So if you just go to twitch.tv and then follow member the game It'll email you or text you or whatever the fuck the notification is set up to do. Every time I log on, my schedule is on there. I love chatting with you guys. You can pop by and we can talk about whatever the fuck you want. I'll be streaming Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and Mario Kart 8 this week. Um, And find us on social media. We follow back. I love interacting with everybody on there. It'll really help. Tell a friend about your... uh, I was going to say tell a friend about the show, but 
I've asked you to do enough this week. You don't have to fucking tell anybody about the show. That's going to do it, you guys. I'll be back on Friday for Patreons with uh, Game Patch 2.0. Monday for the regular feeds with Game Patch 2.0. You won't be able to listen to it here. Find Game Patch on your podcast service of choice and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And this Sunday will be our Patreon Q&A. So feel free, you guys, throw any questions you want at me over on Patreon, and I will answer all of them on Expansion Pass this Sunday. Thank you so much for listening, supporting, and remember the game industries. I really appreciate it. My name is Adam Blank, and I will talk to you again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. We just could not do what we're doing without the support of our great Patreon community. So I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. So a massive thank you to Aaron Kapal, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Oshirello, Alex, Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew Castro, Andrew Halepchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, Another Stupid Monkey, April Zane, Batter Barhumi, Bearded XP, Ben Buya, Ben Busha, uh, ben Bouillou, Ben Boucha, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Kilcup, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquitit, Chris Knife 007, Curtis White, Dan T, Dario Omen, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, Desert Tortoise, Duhow, Doug Dorn, Dustin L, Dylan, Eric Kennard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Jin and Chris, James Clark, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jeff Johnson from game on gnt jeffrey mathis joe buck joe gillespie joe mack jordan josh morgan josh from the press start to join podcast kate roberts casey rarick keegan wilson kevin chincholo kevin donlin kevin hufford cryptovox <clears throat> kyle paul this is hard kyle paul lane Orr, leon napskog les winan lord egbert Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Michael Mathis, Michael Hegg, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles Bring Back Retro, Mr. Nick, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No Juan Cares, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome 21, Ryan White, Scott Brooks, Scott V., Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Stupid Monkey, The Bevins Girls, The T Word, Todd, Tony, Travis, Tyler, Vladstein, Whiteboro, Wyman Brooks, Yamcha, Mark Jones, and Nathan Tremblay. Thank you all so much for supporting the show, and I'll talk to you again soon.